I love it because you have the view right up there in Lahaina. That's actually the highest way you, you call it the castle, don't you? It's your castle. It's, uh, it's been, been called that. I'm, I'm now uh, realizing that it, it has the name attached to it. Yeah, I didn't actually invent that. <laughs> Well, you are going to be, we're going to be joining you in your living room at the Mac tomorrow. I it's think I need to turn around. Okay, yeah, let's, let's bring it, let's, let's some musical chairs. We <laughs> don't want to get your neck bent out of shape, no. Yeah, it, it is, uh, I was talking go. to Jonathan, we were checking in on what's going now on. There you go. And of course, it is Fat Tuesday. Hi. Yes. It's Fat Tuesday, so this is the big, big party tonight. It's going to be um, happening at Fleetwood, so we, everyone's got to get out there and party tonight because tomorrow we got to figure out what we're going to give up but uh, what would you give up um for lent what would be the thing you'd give up mick i would give up uh sweet tooth oh i can't do that you know i've tried well I know. and then i feel guilty i keep trying That's, but <laughs> it, it, i only say that because i'm i'm in so-called training to go uh start we start a tour with fleetwood mac in april and so i'm off off to the races so to speak so, yeah, Sweet Tooth, um, I know that I'm going to have to do it anyhow. <laughs> so you I'm know, psyching myself up hopelessly. Yeah, right. It, that's a hard one for me, too. I was in Los Angeles right before Christmas, and I'm listening to one of the radio stations there. And on comes an ad for Fleetwood Mac, and I'm listening, thinking, well, it's going to be maybe we can see Fleetwood Mac in L.A. while we're here in December. And uh, it's like, Tickets go on sale. Get them soon. It's going to be sold out. In the, I think uh, it was for May, and they were selling tickets back in December. I know. <laughs> and, uh, it, it's been no doubt blessed, and, and it, one, it's exciting, you know, which is great to be uh, back on the road doing that thing. And somewhat, I mean, I would say unbelievably, but we're always, you know, blessed with, with having a, a lovely audience that does seemingly come out and see us but you never quite know you go away for three four years and you go how much do they still come back <laughs> and, and this time it's gone totally ballistic so we are thanking the angels and all of that so we will be extra attentive to putting on a great great show we always uh, put a lot of work into our show but it's really gratifying knowing that uh for any any People like to be liked. All of us do in whatever we do. And well, and no I different. think you're more than liked. I think many people love what you do. And it and the part that I love is that tomorrow night you're going to be doing something I haven't really ever seen any other performer of, of your status do. Is you're going to actually be at the Mac one on one. You're going to actually right. kind of create. Well, you're creating like a living room. And you're going to be really asking people now. If I heard Very vulnerable. When people, <laughs> yes, and 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 what you know, have I, done? I mean, there's like going to be no glass wall or bulletproof wall in front of you. You're going to be asking people as they come in to write down questions. Is that correct? Are they going to? Yeah, I, I, I'm certainly hoping that there'll be that. Otherwise, that whole <laughs> section of the show will be a little lackluster. But it, it's something art actually, who who runs the the cultural center there. And he's been wanting to do this. I don't know whether he's done it with some other people or not. I'm not quite sure. I think he has. Maybe Hawaiian artists, I think. In the small, the, the in real small. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so we've been toying around with that idea. And it just occurred to me, I wanted it to be some musical aspect to it. And I'm a percussionist, so I, I don't sing the songs. 
I'd been around them and made them and all all of that stuff and and had obviously the lovely career with, with Fleetwood Mac and been ostensibly sort of someone in in the background but in the foreground of the survival of Fleetwood Mac. So that's I can speak to that. And having Rick Vito, who played with me uh, for several years in Fleetwood Mac, on Island, we were doing the show, and I thought, well, now I can add the musical component. So Rick Vito is going to be... Uh, I'm going to do a little talking at the beginning and then bring Rick on, and we're going to hopefully segue into just some the, the creative process of how some of the things were sort of put together and how he felt and I felt as young musicians, et cetera, et cetera. So we hope it's interesting. Uh, well, I've had Rick in the studio here. He's a great guitar player, very humble guy. guy. Yeah. And I guess it kind of goes back to the fact that I love blues, you love blues. You started, and I think you still you had that connection with John Mayle. Your roots really were blues when you began, right? Oh, yeah, um, pre- pretty much almost immediately. And a lot of the bands, like, the sort of the early Yardbirds, Rolling Stone thing that was going on ostensibly in London. Then there was a whole another section, which was all these crazy bands in Liverpool who were singing harmonies and stuff that we weren't doing down, down in the smoke, mm-hmm. so to speak. So it was an interesting time, and we blundered into the blues and and really took the uh, the Chuck Berry route. Uh, and then the early blues players. And so that's my my history, and that's Rick's history, and that's what we're featuring at the show on Wednesday. And then Rick and I, uh, from time to time, play uh, on the island, sometimes uh, private corporate things. Uh, But we get to do uh, stuff at at Fleetwoods on Front Street. Uh, We played there not so long ago. Uh, and I heard uh, Stephen Tyler's popped in a couple of times this week. Oh yeah, Fleetwoods and young Stephen, uh, <laughs> a dear, a dear friend, and he must love that you call him young. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> well, I would love to call him. He's eternally young. Eternally I mean, young. I, I'm put to shame. <laughs> uh, <No>. I, <laughs> Actually, people can't see you. I have to take a picture because you look great. Oh, good. You we're, look fabulous. We're, we're alive, us old rock and rollers. No, you look fabulous. I really. call him the youngster. Uh, there's re- really not much age difference between us, but he 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 astounds me because uh, just the, alone phys- physically he's really hung in there and mm-hmm. and he performs at such a high rate uh, octane um, in terms of of just the physical stuff that he does. Forget about the fact that he has a brilliant voice, you know, mm-hmm. and. So he's a joy to be, and he's coming down, and yeah, he's going to sit in at the show. And I heard possibly there might be some other people on island that might be well, the, showing the, up. There is. There's there's one very special lady who's t- turning up. Yes, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. But uh, she tickets are sold out anyhow. So. Well, it is sold out, <laughs> except Jonathan will kill me if I don't get this out. We there. have some charity tickets. You have some charity yeah. tickets at the kiosk at Fleetwoods. What's happening is I guess a lot of people are calling Correct. Fleetwoods, and they the lines are jammed because... This has only been out like a week, and it's sold out. But the charity tickets um, will help with a special fundraiser to help benefit the MAC Education Fund. Yep, and you center. can get those at the kiosk um, at Fleetwoods on Front Street 
And if you want a special, special thing, and I'll tell you, a lot of people like the special thing. You know, you work all your life and you deserve the special thing, don't you, you, Mick? And then you can do the meet and greet. There are um, not a lot, only a a handful of meet and greet tickets that are $300. And then um, people will be able to come and hang out with you and do a meet and greet with you after the show. I I got a feeling... Those might be goners, but uh, are they gone already? Ma- maybe not. Oh. I'm not because there were like thirty or forty an hour ago, I think. But oh, cool. I may be, it may be oh, wrong. It's, uh, they're flying out the the door, I guess, or out the kiosk in that case. But but um, you know, this is something so big. What happens is here on Maui, we're blessed to have people like you, and I think that people like you. You've been on Maui and had a home here. What about fifteen years? Uh, actively, a uh, little over ten. But I've been coming here since since uh, seventy four. And is it the weather, the magic, the energy, the vibe? The mm. what? What is it? All about of the Maui? above. Yeah. I, I fell in love with the place. I was, I was one of those guys that just uh, immediately. I remember landing here, and I went. I feel it at home, mm-hmm. and that doesn't always happen and stuff. The only other place that ever happened to me was in Southern Ireland mm. when I first went to, which meant Ireland. Which which part, which city? Because I'm going to go Dublin. Dublin, right. yeah. okay. And I had a very, not as profound a feeling where I just felt that I belonged. My, my, my father came from Ireland anyhow, but that really wasn't anything to do with it. It was the dreamy sense and, and the people and the vibration of, of the whole deal. And this was just a much bigger version of that. And I always remember it. And I sort of felt that I'd come home. And then years and years later, all the crazy rock and roll life that we've done and the fantastic career, which is continuing, that uh, this is my home, you know, uh, for real. I'm not just uh, passing through. And I, I have no imaging or vision of it ever not being my home. So when we uh, built out uh, Fleet was on Front Street, one, we were aspiring to run a proper business and, and all the stuff that you... Are, you know, it's a risky business to be in. An expensive run, one. Yeah. But behind all that, uh, there's a sense of community, for sure, if, if you survive a situation like that. And we have a music and entertainment component, which selfishly is great for me, where I can... There's a sense of performance. Mm-hmm. You know, I like and love being around people. So as the years tick away, that's something that uh, for me is going to be just a lovely thing to always have something to worry about, always have something to do. Uh, and then we've, we've really done already quite a, a few decent things that, that are attached to community, and we do try uh, to do that you know, and run a business at the same time. And uh, you said something beautiful. Thing. I just learned something in that last sentence, and I have to, I have to jump in. I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I forget things. No, <laughs> I don't no, really. <laughs> but you said, you said something to worry about, and I have always kind of thought that you try to stop from worrying. But the way you said it was almost like the way you want something to worry about. It's something like taking care of a child, or you you worry about something you love. And all of a sudden, it just twisted that, like, yeah, worry isn't necessarily a bad thing. N- not really can be, of, of course, but uh, in good humor, that obviously, that, that's... I, I like being attached to things. And having spent really my whole life, since I was 15, playing and, and 
having all of that musical dream part of my life completely fulfilled. You know, that's what I wanted to do. It happened. I have no complaints at all with uh, some of the ups and downs and the crazy lifestyle and all that stuff. Behind it is I've done what I wanted to do, you know, uh, and this gives me a, a sense of of being connected. And you also, having done that, you're basically, we don't look at it, Fleetwood Mac and people uh, such as Rick and so forth, we look at it as we're doing what we dreamt of doing musically. Whether we were famous or not, I think we'd all be still doing this, you know. I really do. Uh, that's all I could do. And we were blessed, obviously, to have huge amounts of success and continue having that. Now, having said that, that little being, the Mick part of that, it's not a uh, a surprise that you're sort of addicted to needing a little bit of that, you know, uh, where, believe it or not, and I think if you've watched, <laughs> watched any TV programs about restaurants, there's a sense of performance in it, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of full-on drama. Is it Downton Abbey on Flanders? <laughs> That's what, what, <laughs> it, it, basically, of course. Of course. So life is never boring. No. Uh, a little bit of a soap opera. And a total soap opera <laughs> and awful things that can come and go and happen, like running a rock and roll band. So it, it's very applicable. But behind it all, we, we put on and put a lot of effort into putting on basically taking care of people. Mm-hmm. Performers go out and say, you know what, put your troubles in a kiddie bag, get on that stage, and do what, one, you've been paid to do, and do what you know how to do. And that's very similar to a lot of the, the sensibilities of life at, at Fleetwoods on Front Street in Lahaina. So there you go. You know, I, I followed your career a long time. I, I did an interview with you way back when at K-West. I, think, I was trying to remember how many years ago, about 32 years ago. We had a, up on the top of the glass oh, elevator yeah. build, building there in Sunset. Uh, we did a radio station with John was the general manager then. And, and you know what? I've always realized that you have this amazing base of spirit that comes through you. And, of course, it comes through in your playing. But I... I have a spiritual background. I've always wondered how you have taken all the spiritual energy and really brought it in to be able to deal with the drama, with the music, with what Mm -hmm. you're doing, and channel that spiritual energy into almost like a soupy-like everyday um, holding that presence with you in the now. And and it's got to be really challenging at times, but I kind of wondered where that spiritual influence began for you and, and how you foster it and how it feeds you and you feed it? Well, I, I think, in truth, um, I don't think a lot about it. And I'm, I'm flattered that, that that sensibility is even being spoken about in the context of me and all that stuff. But I, like I mentioned when we first started the interview, I don't really know what that first section of the show will will what will transpire and sort of on the mark to set yourself up to be vulnerable which I sort of think is good you know um, so it's it's partly I think that that you're maybe seeing that I you know I, th- I, I think being vulnerable is a good thing um, and it keeps you in good humor about not 
applauding yourself but not l believing that you're we're all special but you don't want to start thinking that you're really untouchable and all that nonsense which is partly why I like being around people and, and we've been as a band say Fleetwood Mac and certainly a lot of people that I tend to know are people that are still whether they're famous or wealthy or it doesn't as we know it doesn't matter what matters is is that you feel something uh, the good and the bad and I'm still learning to do that so I think really my quote spirited side comes from being uh, vulnerable and feeling the need maybe overly to to resonate with p other people you know an that's an a insecurity gift. of of sorts probably an insecurity you know. well, i'm sure you know really uh, cuz you seem so confident well uh, i am in in many ways but but i have a part i'm only talking about it now like you know like <laughs> being on the bench and uh, sort of analyzing yourself or whatever i think it it probably is because of the underlying we all have insecurities and they're hidden and stuff and i don't i'm not aware of it but i would probably think it stems from that um sometimes i think i don't really know specifically what i'm doing mm -hmm. i just sort of do it i saw you at at the uh, mark elman practice aloha book signing and i had the cd practicing aloha and i can't tell mm -hmm. you the impact that because I've been in the music business on the other side, not being able to play, but playing the music. Right. And you don't know how rare, I mean, from my experience, that you came down, you just didn't make an appearance. You stayed there. Mm. You stayed there over an hour. You talked to everyone. You signed books. Y you were vulnerable. You, I, I w it impressed me so much mm. that you were there. And truly, you weren't doing it for anything for yourself. You were there to help Mark and... And uh, it was really impressive. And, and again, just to be able tomorrow night to be able to see that or for people to go to Fleetwoods and you pop in and, and you're there. It's, it's a beautiful thing because it is rare. I mean, really, is of, of a lot of the people I know, the Blue Max days, you'd be able to oh, yeah. pop in and things would happen. Well, but, I like that. But you've see. created a magic. Well, I, I hope uh, I hope that, that I take that superly as, as a, a compliment. And that's totally what all the boys and girls that work there we try to remind them and, and about what it is and we've been up and running i think for about five months now and it's really starting to show and resonate with you know because it's a bit panicky at the beginning of, of or it has been to yes. tell you the truth if i'd had hair it would have all certainly dropped you out by hair, I've, I've got a few strands left yeah <laughs> and uh the restaurant will probably finish me off, but uh, truly, in good spirit, it has now a real life of its own, mm -hmm. and it is a almost a being. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it. I'm hoping, and I really feel that it's being welcomed um, on the island here, and that is what I'm looking for to, to translate. And once we really get a little bit of of wear and tear. Uh, and uh, put our roots in as a as a, a business and as an entity. At that point, I'm really excited about some of the things that we can pay more more attention to. That are which would uh, be the community driven stuff. Really taking an interest and having it 
having it be um, I mean the gentleman that was sitting here before Greg Kaufman yeah, yeah. it's stuff uh, the efforts where people are really focused with the, that do beautiful lovely things that that to be part of of that is something that when you when you are uh, stable and in you've you you've got your legs your sea legs and you can go okay we we need to be doing more of that mm-hmm. and that's an interest f- at management at, at the restaurant, mm-hmm. and that's really an important part. Yes, we're running a business, but you can translate some of that to do really cool things and have a place such as Fleetwoods and, and loads of Mark, uh, uh, for instance, at, at Marla and, and all the lovely restaurants he's had through the years. He does a lot. Mm-hmm. And you, and he does. It's often done yes. very quietly. Yes. You know, our version of it is probably a, li- a little bit well, more bombastic. Well, you have the, f- the, the free stuff on the roof, which is awesome, like the Every whale night. watches yeah. and the bagpipers. and yeah. The oh, yeah. And you can just go up there, and, and that's unusual that you could have that. It, it is, but but the the uh, the great thing about that is, which is the point I'm l- trying to get to, is, is that Fleetwoods can be a, a stage mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm where you can offer up moments in real time yes. uh, because it, it is a lovely place and it's positioned so beautifully and things like the, the, uh, the music every night, the invocation and, and stuff we do pretty much every day and the live music is you know, all free uh, most nights on the roof. Uh, so that's what I like to be able to do so there's an element of, of uh, something that grows and, and, and offers itself up as a stage for sometimes we don't know quite what. Well, the Robert but Burns the birthday fun. celebration was amazing. I, I was there for the Robert Burns birthday celebration. I've never seen anything like it. The bagpipers and the whole, they made that special thing from intestines. Haggis? Haggis. <laughs> the haggis. The haggis. It smelled so bad. The haggis and all the people were drinking the whiskey. and It was memorable. Definitely memorable. That well, was a moment. Go. And you're going to have Valentine's Day with the Kit Kat. Now, you like these girls in the Kit Kat Love the Kit Kat You love the Kit Kat Club Cabaret for Valentine's Day. And and that one, folks, if you're going to go, you should call right away to 669-MIC. Um, that's not his cell phone, but 669-MIC is 669-6425 uh, because Valentine's Day just is a couple of days away, and you really want to be there for that. And I want to say also the food is excellent. Thank you. There's a chocolate cake. If you're going to go... For Valentine's Day, you got to have how many layers is that chocolate? I thought we cake? swore off the sugar here. Oh at no, the beginning no, but of the yeah, show. but that chocolate <laughs> cake is—you can't say no to that chocolate cake. It's like eight layers, and it's like huge, and it's the most amazing. Cho- oh, on Valentine's Day, you got to do it. There you go. But you got to do Let it. Let your guard down, everyone. Okay, what question would you like someone to ask you that you don't think they will ask you tomorrow? Oh my goodness! Well, then, <laughs> then I know that's I know it's then like then it'll be well, over, right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have, I have really. That's an interesting one, putting me on the spot now. Um, I, I anything to do with how w- one actually tries to remember what started the uh, the process of of someone wanting to do something. You go like, where was that? Why? How come mm. you were a drummer? What? 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 Who said something? Who did someone who encourage you? Were you or were you not encouraged so that you said, you know, basically, you know, shove shove off, and I'll show you I can do it. Mm. You never quite know, and 
that's always an interesting one now for I, me. I heard from Alex Dimachowski years ago, the bass player, that you had a black Sufi style. Dimachowski? Yes, I knew him for years. I, uh, in L.A. I worked in L.A. And wow, radio. Remember him? Is he still alive? I truly don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, he made furniture and stuff. He was amazing. He was guy. a Renaissance creature. Yes, <laughs> yes. Another, another one of those soap operas. Yeah. But, but he said you had a, a wonderful black Sufi, I think it was black, a Sufi teacher that taught you the talking drum. And that a long time ago in England, that that is th- was the time. Well, uh, uh, mm, I, I don't. Know, but I remember a, 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 a Speedy was his name. I think Speedy was his name. Speedy was his name. But and, and he taught me a whole load of stuff. He used to play uh, percussion with Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames. Really. Uh, and the guy who made it, I truly don't remember his name, and that's what Alex is remembering. Mm-hmm. was a special dude, a Nigerian chap. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, didn't yeah. actually teach me. He made made that, uh, and it, it's an enli- it's it's a not a classic. It's it's a rock and roll version of of a talking drum, you know. But you did. Uh, I've seen you doing. You use that talking drum does talk. It, it basically, yeah. Harder you squeeze, the higher the note. You know, it, do you feel that there is a heartbeat? to the, the planet, and when you're drumming, do you actually kind of get in tune with a certain universal rhythm of, of, of the energy of this this planet? Well, I, I, I don't translate it like that, um, but I definitely um, like to be in what I consider is a zone, mm-hmm. you know, and I enjoy really not knowing what is happening until it's, like, over. Mm-hmm. And I find that I play better you know, when I'm there and I manage to relax and just let go and be be just, you know, this person that happens to be playing drums, you know. I don't really often look at myself as a musician. I look at myself really as just a chap that plays drums and, and then found out how incredible it w- is to... Uh, I don't sit there and write songs and stuff, so that part of my brain isn't very active. But physical attention, uh, being part of a process, being in a support system, really, which is a rhythm section, is is hugely fantastic for me. In a way, driving a machine, right? Well, ostensibly, but but also following, because your duty is about listening, listening, listening to, to be dynamic and yet be strong enough to hold hold the thing down mm-hmm. but also getting your huge amounts of, of inspiration with all the I mean think of all the lovely people I've had so much joy playing Amazing, with in nice. Fleetwood Mac yeah uh, too many to mention uh, and that's going to be starting up again in April that fascinates me and give gives me a hell it's really really important not to diminish what I do but that's how I get my uh Mystery. That's how I get my massive dose of, of passion is being around lovely things that happen. Mm-hmm. I I sort of like to try and make things and help things happen. You're an instigator. Well, <laughs> and and that gets back to the thing of of that I need that. Yeah. That there's a selfish motive in there too. That that you you I need that. Mm-hmm. And at all costs, I want to be around that. So it's, isn't that beautiful? I mean, I really of all well, the things you said, I think that that really has made an impression on me that 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 is so lovely that you need that. And that is what helps drive this whole 
thing that's going on with Fleetwoods and Tomorrow Night and the, but I mean it. It's I had never really thought that someone could need something and help beautiful things happen from that. Well, I I think uh, it happens to a lot of people, and and I've had to uh, as a person. I sometimes don't really. And I said earlier on, I don't really know what I do. Now now I sort of do, and, and what it is is what I've just explained. And We're going to be losing this live broadcast in a second. I really don't. <laughs> I wonder if I can ask the boss if we could just drop the news and everything else. Oh, but you know what? We've don't got, drop the news. We, well, you know, we got the State of the Union. We're going to yeah, be broadcasting. Well, I'm, I'm rambling on, w- anyhow. No, but I really would like to continue. But I'm just saying that in case in case we do get, get cut snipped. off. Get snipped. In case we get snipped. <laughs> I'm sorry. We do that dogs, not to make Fleetwood. But <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> no more children. <laughs> How many do you have? I have uh, four lovely girls. Four girls. Uh, two grown up, very grown oh, up. Oh, it girls, really is a Downton Abbey. Gorgeous, eleven year old, <laughs> nearly, nearly eleven year old twins. What was that? I don't know. That was it's our a signal. It was, it was our a signal, signal to destroy us. <laughs> so six six nine Mick. They can go to the kiosk, possibly, but, you know, they might want to yes. call, and, and there might be a few tickets left for the meet and greet. And you're, you know what? They can just go to Fleetwoods. You're there. And yeah, I'm there tonight, for sure. I yeah. better hightail it out of here. For and, Fat uh, Tuesday, yeah. Uh, and I'm playing with uh, King Paris tonight. I love a, him. Say hi to him for a me. A sec- secret character, my, <laughs> our, our alter egos. Yes. The mystery of, of King Paris and the hypnotics. Well, it's such a treat. Thank you for taking the time. Love you.